Hello and welcome to the Jesus Witch Podcast. I'm your host, Lena Elsia Lee, also known as Lena the Jesus Witch on TikTok and Instagram. The Jesus Witch Podcast is a show dedicated to opening the conversation about including Jesus in witchery practices. The goal of this podcast is to not be evangelical. The goal is to spread the love, light, truth, acceptance, and oneness that is Jesus Christ himself. Here at the Jesus Witch Podcast, we believe all people are loved by God and all people are loved by Jesus. We believe in community and the power of fellowship. We believe in giving whatever you reasonably can to help your neighbor who's in need. And above all, we believe in the power of creating a relationship with Jesus that is authentic and unique to you. Join me for new episodes of the Jesus Witch Podcast every single Monday and be sure to subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting app. So this week on the Jesus Witch Podcast, I have Grace with us to start talking about, well, we're going to do a Deconstruction Diaries episode. So we're going to talk about her deconstruction journey. Grace, um, hello. Thank you for being on the podcast. Can you introduce yourself, please? (laughs) Yeah, thank you for having me. Um, I'm Grace. I'm the new Jesus Witch. Uh, Just starting out my journey, kind of figuring out where I'm going. So I just wanted to like, you know, share like how I got here and what I'm going through for other people going through the same thing right now. Yes, and that's, um, I, I think it's really cool that we're having somebody on um, who's going to share like more of a, like a current deconstruction journey because I feel like that's where a lot of people are who are listening to the podcast. So I feel like it'll be a good conversation for us to have. So Grace, what is your history with like the church and religion and like kind of what led you to the point of needing to um, deconstruct? Well, my, um, I grew up Pentecostal kind of, like my family were more non-denominational Christian we weren't like super like um you know into the domination thing we did go to a church when I was super little I don't remember that much it was called like the vineyard it was kind of Pentecostal with the whole like speaking in tongues like the healing rooms laying on of hands um exorcisms all that kind of jazz but like I don't remember a whole lot of it because I was super little time I was just there for like the praise music and go to you know, Sunday school and make Play-Doh food and stuff like that. Like I, I was not aware of what was going on, but it was like later on my parents, um, we left the church before I was like five or seven, somewhere around there. And I was always like, oh, like, why did we leave the church? Like, I remember it being like this great church. My mom was like, oh, there was a bunch of drama, um, a bunch of like power struggles, I guess. Like people start having drama, like about like people wanting more power in the church and people were like starting beef with each other my parents got dragged into it and they didn't want to be a part of it so they were like okay we're just yeeting ourselves out of the church entirely so most of my relationship with God and like religion was based off of like how my mom raised me um, which she did carry over a lot of that kind of Pentecostal um, church stuff like we did a lot of still like praying laying hands on each other for healing um, that was pretty common growing up because my mom had a lot of like chronic illness um, I got in a crack when I was younger so she had chronic pain instead of like we did go to doctors after like that specifically, but a lot of times she'd be like, instead of going to the doctor, she'd be like, oh, like lay your hands on me, pray to God, you know, for healing. And which I was happy to do that. Like she always was like, oh, you have healing powers and stuff. And I was like, okay, like, cool. If I do, if I do, which I'm not sure if like that's actually a thing I have, but I was be like, okay, even if I do, like you need to go to the doctor, like don't just rely on God, you know? And I think that was one of the main things that was an issue for me with religion growing up was kind of like with my mom, and in general kind of being like relying on God for everything instead of actually like using the tools they had. Um, Like for example, I like 
have like food allergies, really bad food allergies, like deadly. And my parents, they found that out when I was about one years old. Um, they fed me mac and cheese for the first time as like a solid food. And I started having an allergic reaction. <laughs> and instead of, um, you know, calling 911, which you would logically think to do, your child's there, like, you know, swelling up, mucus, like can't breathe. They called the elders from our church to come. <laughs> Seriously, yeah. They called the elders from our church and they like anointed me with holy oil and were laying on hands and prayed for me. And, you know, God, uh, praise him, thank him. He did like save me. I stopped having allergic reaction, but at the same time, <laughs> at the same time, they really should have called 911, you know? And like, even the doctors they went to later, when I got diagnosed, it's like, they're like, what is wrong with this child? Why did that happen to begin with? Because our parents didn't know what was happening. They didn't know it was allergic reaction. They were like, okay, your child should not have survived at that point, you know? So I guess it really was a miracle, but the same thing, they're like, you should not just call your elders, like call, you know, the ambulance. So that's one thing where I'm kind of like, I have some beef with my parents with that, like, I don't remember it happening because I was a baby, but it's like, like, you know, why didn't you, you know, call 911 or something instead of just relying on God? No, that's, see, I feel like that's like an issue with very specific Christian people. And um, I guess that's like the, the more like crunchy Christian niche where they will just like use like, you know, whatever, like like laying of hands, energy healing. A lot of them like fall into that like way overly holistic kind of thing. But ultimately at the end of the day, like even like as somebody who's a little bit more on like the crunchy side, you know, like I, I use a naturopath as my main doctor. That's why I go to see for pain management because that's what works for me sort of thing. But at the same time, um, I have chronic allergies and once my throat starts closing up, I'm not calling my naturopath. I'm just going right. to the hospital. Exactly. I'm going straight there because that's, um, you know, God invented doctors and medicine. I mean, like, I don't know. Am I wrong for saying that? Like, I mean, I guess he didn't invent doctors, but he put the desire in people's hearts to be doctors and he put the idea in somebody's mind for medicine. I mean, like, right. Isn't that the whole Christian logic of it? Right. So, exactly. I don't know. There's tools on these earth, this earth to use from him. And like, even, you know, if some people want to do like holistic health, that's great. Do it in my, like, you know, don't be. Anyway, that's a rant I could go on for a little while. <laughs> I feel like even, at, and again, like as somebody who just like, just by default, I just because of my allergies and whatnot, like I have to use more like plant-based products and it's just, it's just how my body works, but still like, and now a quick break from our show to talk about a few different ways you can help support the Jesus Witch Podcast. One way you can help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast is by becoming a Patreon supporter of the show. Every supporter of the Jesus Witch Podcast on Patreon gets access to our monthly community oracle card readings, as well as access to a secret Discord channel in the Jesus Witch Church. In that channel, you can leave any Jesus Witch questions or suggestions that you may have, and it's just a better place for us to connect as a Patreon community. We currently have five different Patreon tiers for you to choose from to help expand your knowledge on Jesus and Christian witchery. The first tier that we offer is the Mercury tier, and this provides written transcripts of each episode of the Jesus Witch Podcast to make them more accessible and easier to take notes from. The next tier that we have is The Fool, and that provides early access to the Jesus Witch Podcast, as well as ad-free episodes. The following tier is The Magician tier, which helps to expand your Jesus Witch knowledge with tarot spreads to help you connect with the Abrahamic Pantheon and monthly Bible-based spellbook pages. In the Hierophant tier, we go even further with Bible-based spellwork. Each month, members of this tier get access to an additional Bible-based spellbook page, 
I also send you a mini spell kit every single month with the ingredients to cast your spell. With this tier, you also get access to a monthly spell casting circle that happens over Zoom where we cast the spell together and it's a really fun time. Our final tier is the High Priestess tier. This tier gets everything from the previous tiers as well as a one-on-one -on -one call with me over Zoom every single month to talk about your practice, where it's going, and what your goals are spiritually. Another way to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast is by shopping at the Sun and Moon Jesus Witchery Shop on Etsy. Over on my Etsy shop, I offer Talking to Jesus tarot readings, Christian Witch mystery boxes, Bible-based spell oils, astrology readings, and so much more. You can also help support the creation of the Jesus Witch Podcast by sending a donation directly to my PayPal or Cash App. You can find the links to both of those or any of the other ways to help support the Jesus Witch Podcast in the show notes page. And a quick reminder, please don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on whatever podcasting app you're currently listening to us on. And give us a rating of five stars because that helps to get the word out about the show. If you would like to connect with me further, be sure to join our free Discord group, The Jesus Witch Church, and give me a follow on TikTok and on Instagram at Lena the Jesus Witch. Now let's go back to our show. Not for nothing, when I had COVID and I had a fever of 103 and I was allergic to all the painkillers and, and fever reducers and I was afraid for my life, not following my naturopath, I was going to the hospital and getting fluids and, and figuring out what I could take, like, like medicine-wise to bring the fever down so that, you know, I wouldn't die from a fever. Like, this is 2023. There's no reason to... Anyway. <laughs> so, that's, like, I guess that's, like, the famous aspect of it, right? Of, like, not... I feel like you what you're saying is more, like, not having balance within your religion and within, like, you know, the, the magic, magical or the spiritual to the mundane. Right. Yeah. My mom would rely on God too much, I think, in things where you don't want to rely on God. You want to have faith. But at the mm -hmm. same time, it would be like, yeah, over on the other side. The other thing was a lot of um, she did a lot of false prophesying, which kind of like shook up our relationship with God, too. So I'd be like, OK, are you actually using her to prophesy things and like tell her things? Or is she just like, you know, lying, I guess? One of the things she did. um is she would like say things like, oh, God told me that I'm going to win this HGTV dream house. And, you know, and then like the data was supposed to like announce the winner. She'd like have us all like dressed up and like sitting outside waiting for like the film crew and stuff and be like, oh, God told me like they're, you know, I'm winning this dream house, like to like be ready for that. And I just, I believed her at the time because I was so little, but then when time passed, it's kind of like, okay, why did she think these things? You know, and there'd be other times where she would actually get a word from God and it would be true, like about her dad dying and different things like that. So it'd be like trying to differentiate and tell when it was actually a word from God that she received and when it was just her, I don't know, I guess being kind of delusional. <laughs> so that kind of like made a difference in my faith of not knowing when to trust God, when to trust my mom, because for me, my mom and God in a way were almost intertwined because everything from my faith was based around her and what she taught me and what she told me. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. And that sounds like really like challenging to figure out like where your own discernment lies when you have like the, the, the adult that you trust most in your life, like telling you things about um, God and like certain like things that are going to happen and they kind of like don't sort of thing. Um, so it hard, it, it becomes hard to like really like grasp your faith in that. At least that's what like I'm hearing. Um, 
so since like that, you know, and you said you didn't really like go to a church, like after leaving, you know, the, your, your Pentecostal church with like the whole, um, you know, drama and whatnot. So then like, how did you break away from your mother's faith? Like what, what kind of was the thing that started you to deconstruct and lead you to where you are now in your, in your path? Um, I mean, I think it was a lot of just being able to have more different views from being online because growing up we didn't have when I was younger we didn't have the internet we didn't have access to other information like whatever we had was what we were allowed to you know from along like what books you read what you watch and even at one point when I was younger you know we had like Disney and magic stuff and she like you know threw away a lot of that got rid of a lot of that she's like no you know magic is bad anything with magic is bad like I wasn't allowed to read the Chronicles of Narnia because it was magic and witchcraft. I'm like, it's literally that was literally an allegory. A biblical it's the, allegory. The gospel. What? Exactly. It's a magical gospel. Okay. I know. I'm just like, I didn't know that at the time either, but like I found that out later looking back. I'm just like, she really didn't know what she was talking about. She really didn't know what she was talking about. But yeah, like around like high school, I think is when I started kind of breaking away from um her viewpoints and stuff like that. Being able to be online and see other people's views like I started getting into like you know alternative cultures like with music like emo and goth and stuff and then some of those aesthetics with witchcraft kind of crossed over and I'd be like ooh, I'm gonna look into this and I was like looking into witchcraft and like tarot I think tarot is like really for me what got me interested in kind of witchcraft stuff so I'd like watch people doing like tarot readings on YouTube and but I I still kind of had that Christian perspective of, oh, divination is bad. Um, and I would have people like tell me that, like my own siblings be like, oh, you know, they're just, you know, it's false information they're getting. It's from, you know, the devil, from demons, you know, it's false information. I was like, okay. So even if they can do tarot reading with, you know, getting information from, you know, what's supposedly considered evil spirits, like, I don't necessarily think all demons are evil or whatever as people have said, but from that perspective, why couldn't one also do tarot reading with, you know, God, with Jesus, with angels, you know, why does it always have to be communication with these so-called evil spirits? And of course, it was always met with the thing of like, oh, divination's bad, like God wouldn't use that way to communicate divination's bad, and like, that has not turned out to be true, because I do, I talk to him with the cards all the time now, <laughs> you know? I, mean, I think that's kind of was the breaking point in my journey was you know getting to look at that you know get different perspectives online and also like looking into wicca and like kind of getting their viewpoints of it being you know about nature and like you know do as you will but like don't harm anyone else and that made me think like okay if the whole idea of this is not to harm anyone else how is this like a bad thing you know I just I didn't understand how that coincided with what I was being previously told I'm not saying my mom was completely anti everything that's considered like witchcraft or non not traditionally Christian beliefs like she did also believe in things like reincarnation that was a belief that we shared she did believe in like astrology and she was kind of into astro uh, astrology stuff as well so mm -hmm. that was one thing that I was kind of able to meet her on the same playing on yeah and those are almost like fringe christianity in a way because if you think about how many references in the bible there are to like the stars and god naming them and like looking up at the stars right. to like get signs and then you know i have a whole episode of the podcast about reincarnation but like long story short a lot of biblical scholars believe that um elijah 
is, or, or John the Baptist is a reincarnation of Elijah from the the Old Testament from First and Second Kings. Um, so, you know, there's a, and even Jesus like referenced it in one of the scriptures saying like, look, don't you see that he's, Elijah's right there. It's John the Baptist guy is like, he's, he's right there kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of where Christianity becomes magical. But, um, I, you know, now that I was like, while you're like talking about your story, I'm like remembering when I started to like get like super like emo in the way like I dressed because you know I'm I mean like look at me like come on <laughs> I was a hot topic kid and um we love hot topic. yeah we all we all so I, I I remember like one of my first exposures to like witchcraft and like demon kind of stuff was hot topic and my mom my poor Catholic mother just being like no we're not buying that stuff I'll buy you the weird pants but I'm not buying you that and then when I got like older and I was bringing my little sister um the hot topic she was really into supernatural and I'm like I'm, I will buy you supernatural stuff but nothing with a pentagram on it she's like Lena that's like impossible and we found one with like the smallest little pentagram on it <laughs> Oh that. but now i would be like all right you want to get some pentagram let's go get let's get matching necklaces and pentagrams on them um so it's it's funny how like i had that like similar experience of like almost like alternative culture being like where uh i was exposed to it um so that's that's funny um but also like you know it's laying of hands is, is a, it is a little game it really 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 is and then like i don't know you think about like the the, the types of people that are in that scene not there's not many like real like you know christian christian people sort of things and there's more like of the you know more like witchy and like woo woo kind of people in that that crowd and if that's where you're like making your friends you kind of start aligning yourselves with or yourself with like a more wooey kind of vibe or whatever um that sentence made no sense um <laughs> no it, it did a little bit uh, but anyway kind of like tackled this a little bit but um where is your faith like now so where are you like currently in your journey I know you said you're you're still like deconstructing and like working through that and I think to be very honest I think everybody's going to be deconstructing for the rest of their life because there's going to be things that you remember and you're like what the fuck and then you got to go through and process that you know and and it's just going to be that continuous cycle and like that's part of growth but like, where, where would you say you are now with your faith? Like, who do you work with deity wise? Like, I know you were talking about tarot. Is tarot still a thing for you? Um, same with like astrology. Is that still a thing for you? Like, what's your practice look like? I mean, I'm definitely still into tarot. That's what I've mostly been getting into. Because I, I really just recently started getting into like practicing tarot and witchcraft in general only in the last few months. Um, I actually found your TikTok, I think it was earlier last year. And that's kind of what you were pretty pivotal, you know, pivotal part in the journey for me. I'm going to say that. <laughs> I didn't realize until like looking at your TikToks that you could be both a Christian and a witch because that was my big thing I was grappling with for so long. I was like, oh, like, you know, grew up Christian. I know I was strongly Christian, even though I was kind of, a, I would say I was a lukewarm Christian just because I've never been like going to church, reading heavily into the Bible or anything. So like oh a my lukewarm, God, Christian. lukewarm Christian. That's a that's a phrase <laughs> I haven't heard in a really long time. I don't know, that's what I consider. I've considered myself to be for a long time. And then I always was into, you know, the witchcraft, didn't draw into it. The only witchy thing I did, you know, while I was living with my mom was to have crystals, because that was something she was so comfortable with. So I'd like collect my crystals. I'd be like wearing them, you know, the protective stones and stuff like that. 
when I was growing up. But um, yeah, I like saw your TikToks and it helped me realize like, hey, I can incorporate witchcraft into my faith, which I didn't ever really think about before that. So. Oh. <laughs> Thank you. I don't know how to take, when people say that to me, I genuinely don't know how to take it. So um, I'm just going to say thank you and shrug and let, there. <laughs> <laughs> That's so awesome. Um, same, same. Yeah, awkward turtles. That's how it is. Um, but yeah. So, like, do you only work with like the Abrahamic now? Like, how is that? Do you have like a different deity, or are you like exploring different deities, or like? I feel like I'm still in the process of exploring. I've really been just um, mostly working with God, like the Abrahamic God. I, you know, still pray to Him, and I just do a lot of like. I've been done a couple spells. I've worked with him or like with Jesus for different spells I've done. Um, I speak to them like doing the tarot readings for myself to like figure out what's going on in my life. I haven't really done tarot for anyone else except for my sister because I don't feel like I'm knowledgeable enough yet to do anything for anyone else. But that's kind of what I've been focusing on is like the tarot, couple spells, um, following different like moon rituals and stuff like that. But I haven't really worked with any other deities yet. I feel like um, I possibly Loki's reached out to me, maybe. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> oh, there's a couple things. I was like, of that. I, I posted a video on TikTok this morning about Loki, <laughs> about working with him, and and so it's like really funny that now he comes up in conversation. That's that's how he deeks out of the 50 drafts that I have. The one video I talked about Loki, that's the one I posted. Weird. Okay. Anyway, sorry. Yeah, certain to be. It happens. Yeah, but I don't know if I'm like comfortable enough to work with him yet, just because I feel like I still have more research and stuff to do. I have like done like um, I've talked to him a couple times, just like putting it out there, be like, hey, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not super serious when I talk to anyone. Though. That's the thing. Like even talking to God and like Jesus and everyone. I'm super casual. I am too. I'm and just, I like, I like... Leave, I leave Loki a little offering of like strawberries and no one like what else to give him. I'm like I don't have any like because. A lot of people say he likes like sweet things. I was like, I don't really have candy because I'm not that kind of person, but I have some strawberries to like help you like that. Yeah, <laughs> he's fine. And like, I don't know, a lot of people, I feel like they make magic really challenging, right? So like, if you wanted to give Loki a sweet thing, you could literally like, I don't know, you could like give him a p picture of a piece of candy on a piece of paper and be like, look, I can't physically give you candy, but there's sugar in this little like picture. You're fine. Or you could give him a tablespoon of sugar or you could give him a strawberry, like you said. Or if you're extra and you have like a shit ton of confidence, you can kiss his candle and be like, look, I gave you a little bit of a sweet thing. And he's the type of deity hey. that would vibe with that. Like he's like, so he's a really good, like feeler deity and one to like, kind of like play around with. Um, he gives me like similar energy. He gives me more chaotic and like, mischievous and playful jesus energy but and it's very similar to dionysus's energy lilith has a very similar energy to loki for me um but she's more serious but she'll like and but she likes that whole like kind of playful aspect of it but anyway i have to do an episode about lilith that's a whole thing i have to do but anyway <laughs> um I just I wanted to ask you about that because one like when you wrote like your your little thing you mentioned deity work and I also feel like it's it's interesting for other people to hear about like where people are starting with deity work because or like exploring with it or if people are like on the fence with it because it's so personal within like the, the realm of Christian witchery because you know at first when I was for like the first like 
three years of my practice, I did not think you could be like a Christian witch and work with, with a deity, a different deity. And it was until like Loki wore me down and God kind of being like, stop asking me. Loki's clearly wants to work with you on this. Like stop, like sort of thing um, that I, I turned to him. Uh, but that's, that's really like the, uh, that's like the, the, the whole like sh- stick about deity work it's very personal I feel like everybody's gonna have a different opinion about it and then like you know approaching it is gonna be very like personal for every person and you know like like yours you started with like offering some strawberries to like Loki for me I kind of just my offering to him and like my thing with him was like okay you want to be in my practice cool my kids are chaos so when they're chaotic pop in and let me feel your energy then and you you know like vibe with the chaos a little bit let me not feel so insane and then we can work together and that's how that's how we started working together so you know that's a really good way to like handle that too <laughs> yeah yeah you're like I'm, okay there's chaos that's gonna be your thing <laughs> yeah well I'm sure that he's here only and I'm I don't think Loki for me is a forever deity I think like you know, when my second baby gets a little bit older, he, I'm probably going to stop working with him. But I really feel like Loki's here for for my Scott um, because Scott's the incarnation of chaos. So I can't really, you know, and my husband is like of like Norse descent, like his ancestry would have worked with, you know, deities like Loki and Odin and, and all of those like Norse guys. Um, so I feel like he's here for him sort of thing. Any other deity that I've down that's like showed up for me comes from my ancestry and so I think that's like really interesting to think about too I don't think that's true for everybody though I think that's just a me thing um could be true for other people but that's what resonates with me um <laughs> yeah, it was interesting for me like when Loki showed up when he did because I've been having a lot of chaos in my life like prior to moving into my like new apartment that I just did I had so much happening like so much change like um I had issues with my mom and that's why we, I ended up like moving out. I just broken up with my boyfriend. So there was like just a lot of chaos happening in my life, even just trying to get my own apartment mm-hmm. and everything. There was so much happening. And I think even though I didn't realize it, I think he was probably present through all of that in a way. Mm-hmm. And I kind of just noticed his presence more since I've been here and like, you know, reading all this stuff about working with deities and stuff. I was like, oh, that's who, that's who that is. Yeah, that's and that's Loki loves to come in at a time of real chaos and when things are getting like really like hard to bear. And um, I my personal opinion of him is he comes kind of in as like comic relief for it. At least that's how he's done it with me. Other people might have different experiences with him. I don't know, though, because I see a lot of people's Loki altars and there's like silly string on there, like, you know, chewed up toys, like the most random shit you could ever think of people put on Loki's altar. So I feel like for a lot of people, he's comic relief. Um, yeah, I think he's kind of energy. helped me. Sorry. I don't know if I interrupted you. No, you didn't. I interrupted you. <laughs> kind of. I was going to say, like, I feel like he kind of helped me learn how to handle the chaos because I've always been someone mm-hmm. like, and a lot of those situations where things are chaotic and out of order or not going how they normally go, I usually shut down and I can't like, focus can't deal can't function um I think he's kind of been through me with all the chaos and yeah like helping me to find the comedy and all of it like bad things will happen I literally like locked myself I went on a trip recently I locked myself out of my apartment because I lost my keys mm-hmm. and I just was able to see like the comedy and all of it you know and I think he's kind of part of what helped me get through a lot of that because he'd be like well you know things are what they are just vibing with it 
that's that's how it happens. It'd be like that sometimes, you know. That's uh, yeah. Wow, I wish she was. I wish she was in my life when my son locked me out of my house and then oh sat gosh. on the the the. This is why Loki's in my life now. Like he was sitting on the couch, and I'm like out the window, like Scott, Scott, open the door, open the door, Scott. Me, <laughs> no. I had to climb in the window. I, I, and I broke my grill, like to get into the window. Yeah, I thought that was a, yeah. So when you go through real chaotic things, Loki comes into your life. And I remember like that day, like I had an absolute like meltdown. Like I, I really, really had a bad panic attack because like my kid locked me out of my house. Like, my God, like that's like really, really next level. And the only reason I had my phone, I was able to like contact anybody and like get like help to get back in the house or like, you know, you know, come up with a plan or whatever. Is because he, he, de- he decided, my child decided to gift me my phone. Otherwise, I wasn't going to get that. But Loki now in my life, like I've had situations that are something not as bad, but similar to that um, happen. And I, won't, I don't have like a panic attack that bad anymore. It's more like a little okay. All right. Yeah. Chaos. All right. He's like there in the background, like cackling, like you see what this kid does? Like you see what you see what he could do? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, I see. What he's very funny. Like, let's let's figure it out now. Um, and it's a lot it's a lot easier to roll with the punches. I feel like since working with him, just because he kind of comes in when there's a lot of chaos being like, that's life. Oh, thanks, man. You're really comforting. <laughs> I don't know. I guess that's what I need from a deity. Yeah, he does help a lot with that. And um, other reason I think I kind of vibe with him is because I once I felt his energy, I was like, okay, I need to do more research. I was like, look at the Norse mythology, looking at like Loki's mythology specifically and how people associated with him as a deity. Another thing I saw a lot of is like he's considered kind of androgynous in a way. Yeah. And as someone who's like non-binary, I really vibed with that because I was like, he embodies both the, you know, masculine and the feminine like he literally turned into like a mare and like gave birth (laughs) yeah no that is that is a part of loki that's really cool as well is that you know he's somebody who's like i know people who who exclusively work with him and use they them pronouns for him um i personally see him more as a divine masculine for me like god is my more like androgynous god in ashra because for me they're the same but to to like you know, so I, I honestly, I've been using more like they, them with God and like kind of, that's kind of where I am at. Um, but no, that's, and that's like, a, I feel like an important part of Loki's mythology and something that like a lot of people can resonate with, with, with him and like connect with him on um, is that whole, like being able to be fluid within identity and like just being very authentically himself or themselves or whatever, you know, they, they identify him as um sort of thing um but that's like I, th- I I think that's like cool and I think it's cool that he's reaching out to you and I, I love that like beginning phase of relationship with a deity it's like so fun um and like it's just really cool to connect with with them on, on like that kind of level with the spirit with different deities and like it's really exciting when it's your first one outside of the Abrahamic pantheon I really feel like Loki likes to be the first one outside of people's Abrahamic that's just I don't know. He, he, it's his let's thing. Break the rules. <laughs> let's break the rules together, kind of thing. Um, but anyway, do you have any final advice for um, the listeners of this episode? Um, yeah, I just feel like everyone should take the time to explore 
you know, if you're getting into witchcraft or any other, you know, religious, spiritual journey you're going on, um, don't let anybody tell you like what you can and can't, like what's right and what's wrong. You know, I feel like a lot of it's personal relationship with, you know, God or like other deities or other spirits you're working with. It's really a personal relationship. And, you know, take the time to kind of like, yeah, deconstruct, go through what has been taught to you by Christianity or other faiths, um, you know, just go with what feels right for you and explore everything. <laughs> take the time to explore. Yeah, I love that advice. Just taking the time to explore and just enjoying your journey. Um, that's really, I feel like, important. But anyway, is there anywhere on the internet that people can connect with you if they have any more questions or if they want to just chat or um, they can follow you? Absolutely. I have a TikTok. Uh, it's Gross Goblin Gracie. Um, I'm kind of trying to start doing a little bit of my witchcraft journey, spiritual journey on there. A lot of it's been kind of just like personal stuff, but so there's a lot, little bit of witch stuff, a lot of personal, but people can follow me there if they want. And I also have an Etsy shop I just started under the same name. Uh, the link to it is also in my TikTok if people want to check it out. I don't have a whole lot there right now, but yeah, if anyone wants to support my small business, hit there. Cool. And I will leave the links to their Etsy and TikTok in the show notes page. Well, Grace, thank you for being on the Jesus Witch podcast. I appreciate it. Thank you for having me. Right for to be here. <laughs>